The whole thing is spoiler-filled. Stop listening if you yeah, haven't seen the am, movie. Absolutely. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. This is the mini pod on uh, Captain America: Civil War, which came out over the weekend. Um, it made uh, 180 million or so in the U.S. alone, 700 million abouts in the worldwide. Um, so obviously, uh, this Marvel machine isn't really totally slowing down at all, and it probably won't for a while. But um, I figure we should give some thoughts on this uh, on this movie um, since it is such a big cultural uh, thing. And um, uh, who wants to take it away, Jeremy? You want to start? Uh, on your thoughts on this movie? Okay, I will. My, the main thought I have about this movie is no one died? Mm. <laughs> no mm. one died at all? <laughs> yeah. The movie where eight superheroes are fighting eight other superheroes and it's called Civil War? No yeah. one died? Right. And the guy yeah. who got injured got magic legs five minutes later? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did. I'm. What has changed by the end well, of this movie? Nothing has changed by the end of this movie, and I think that's one of the main problems I have with it is that this is this is titled Captain America: Civil War. Things are going to change, like like anything that would happen between if you were to fight your friends. Uh, this is something that's going to be a major turning point in your relationship, and by the end of it. Uh, Captain America is telling Tony, you know what, man, if you have anything like the infinity wars that are, that's coming up that I could uh, actually help you out with, I'm totally down with that. We're cool, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I have, have I have pages of notes here and I'm just going to admit and give in upfront that I I just think maybe these movies aren't for me. The MCU may not be for me. And Mm -hmm. there are plenty of things that I liked and we'll get into that, but what we're touching on right now is the, is the movie's main problem. And I don't feel, it doesn't feel like there's any consequences, right? Even right. in the middle of no. the biggest fight scene in history of superhero films, they're joking with each other while they're punching each other. Are we still <laughs> friends? Depends on how hard you hit me. And you know, nothing bad is going to happen to anybody. There's no stakes at all. Yeah. That's a, a huge problem with this movie is that the big, huge fight that happens in, you know, the, the titular civil war basically um, is a bunch of people pulling their punches. Now you could say that uh, that's exactly the point of that fight, but I find that not very exhilarating. So you're probably, yeah. Why do we care? Yeah. Why do we care if there's no stakes in there? You exactly. Know? Exactly. And, 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 this MCU refuses to kill anyone off, and I don't freaking count Quicksilver from Ultron because he was a brand new character with a bad accent who was done better by another studio that also has his rights. So obviously, if we're going to kill somebody for effect, let's make it him. They're not going to kill any of these people. Like, this was the perfect movie to do it. Bucky or War Machine. You could have killed off somebody even more important than that and given this thing some freaking weight. Yeah. Uh, Barrett, what do you think? Well, speaking of bad accents, <laughs> where the hell did Elizabeth Olsen's accent go? Oh, I'm so glad you she said that. She has like 10 lines in this entire movie. It's not like she really had to carry the entire thing with this deep Russian accent or Eastern European thing. Just just spout out the, the 10 lines that you got and you can't keep that together? Well, I'll tell you where it went. It, it, it went when Age of Ultron came out. 
Um, <laughs> that's what what happened to it is that everybody was like that accent's terrible, and uh, and so she still had it at the beginning though. Oh well, there you go. Well, maybe maybe she shot it uh, before there was backlash, and then after the backlash, they're like, well, better stop, better ease up on that. Um, I mean, it's exhausting. I noticed the same okay, thing. Okay, the, the thing that, that caught me about this movie, because we can get into the bigger themes and everything, was just the little things. Like, can you get used to seeing Vision in a V-neck sweater? <laughs> I wrote down, this is an actual note, watching Vision in sweaters cooking for Scarlet Witch may be fun for hardcore comic nerds, but it's really not necessary to do a <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, there are a lot of things about this movie that I liked, and I didn't go into this with the whole Batman versus Superman mentality of like, I'm going to hate this. I want to see if I can find any any natural glow to this. It was basically like, hey, I'm probably going to be entertained. I don't really have any expectations. And it's still, it was like, ah, well, there it is. A lot of punching. Here is um, Here's my number one problem with the movie. Now, overall... I liked this way better than Batman v Superman. Uh, let's get oh, that sure. out of the way. And I, I gave that a solid C. So this is like a B. Um, yeah. The, but the my main problem with it, and I don't, I'm never going to be, no, no one's ever going to make a movie for me when it comes to action scenes. I, I'm pretty sure anymore. Um, but the action scenes in this movie. Again, I, I'm, and I'm, I am never going to let this go. I'm sorry. Every time I see this, uh, this is going to be a problem for me and you know, it may not be a problem for everybody else and they're totally fine with that, but it is cut to death. Uh, I yeah. understand that. I understand that you're trying to combine, uh, stunt work with the actual actors with, uh, trying to make it look exciting and quick and all this other type of stuff. But when you see something like the raid two, which is so simple doing yeah. what it does, you can do that in a Marvel movie. And there is even a scene in this movie where Captain America tells, he said, he yells at Bucky and he goes, Bucky, you're going to hurt somebody. And it takes five <laughs> cuts for that one line of dialogue to be said. It, I may be exaggerating it, but I just remember it's like Bucky cut. You're going to cut, hurt somebody cut. You know, it was just like, what is going on in this movie? Well, and it's in addition to being cut to hell, the the main first action sequence with I guess his name is Crossbones and mm -hmm. that is shaky cam as fuck. Yeah, like yeah. I almost got dizzy from that, and I'm like, this is the movie that is like at ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't heard anybody bitch about shaky cam, but that's all anybody can bring up about like Batman Begins fight scenes, right? Yeah, and Born. Let's, let's be all honest, those Born movies. Yeah, well, yeah, and I I love the Born movies, but I don't enjoy the shaky cam action moments. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be forgiving of that. And I'm, I'm sorry. Everybody else in the world thinks that, you know, it's okay and everything, but it's not, I mean, just, just once have a scene where the, the camera just stays on the guy and you see fighting happening for longer than like one second. Yeah, um, it, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't take that much. I mean, sure. You can try to keep doing some cuts here and there and like make it, you know, make it whatever you want to do there, but man, just have a, have a plan and a vision when you do, when you do these fight scenes. And I don't think they do. I don't think they care one bit that it looks like that. No, because we're getting, I even read an article today about how they wanted that airport fight sequence to feel like a big glamour shot splash page in the middle of a comic, right? And that's what they did. Mm -hmm. And 
they did yeah. what they were going for perfectly. It's just, it's not what I want to see. Uh, apparently it's what most people want to see. And I'm, I'm going to have to learn to accept that, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm but, fine with accepting that other people might want to see it that way. I just wish that once they would make it my way and see if the same people that liked it, like the cut to death scenes, like that better. But you like the the Avengers climactic scene, right? In the original Avengers, yeah. The the but that's a tough question for me on as well because I didn't really enjoy the Avengers until it got to that. Like, ah. yeah, the first hour is boring. Yeah, the first hour is not very good, and then and then it gets to. I don't even know how how much people were enjoying it up until that point, and then Hulk, you know, slams <laughs> slams Loki all over the place, and everybody's suddenly like, "This is the greatest movie ever." Um, <laughs> but uh, but I mean that that one. I don't remember there being a million cuts in it. Uh, I do. I mean, I know that I know that all the subsequent movies that have come out have been just cut to death. Um, but I just don't rem- I don't remember Avengers because I haven't seen it. And I haven't seen it since it came out. Basically. And I don't think it's as cut in the finale as it's certainly not as bad as the finale of Ultron is. No, no. hell no. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's noticeable when it when they go above and beyond as far as the editing is concerned. Um, and I don't remember that first Avengers doing that. I even remember like Hawkeye shooting arrows and it didn't even seem like he cut away from him for very long. And there's that one long 360 shot that they, you know, show all the Avengers and, you know, Black Widow cocks a gun shooting at aliens. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't remember it being that bad. Uh, and I, I remember actually being enjoyable uh, to some extent. Yeah, so I, mean, I still would put Avengers near the top of, I guess, my favorite MCU films. Um, probably enjoyed that and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but Iron Man's still at the top of the list for me in terms of just the whole package. But we're getting off track because I don't want to talk about Iron Man. I want to talk about this fucking movie. <laughs> I have specific questions uh, I need to a- answers to, and maybe you guys can help me. Um, uh-huh. It's is Bucky blocking all those shots with his arm because his arm is magnetically pulling the bullets to his arm? Or is he, are they just looking <laughs> at his goddamn arm? I have no idea. I understand Falcon has bulletproof. By the way, everybody's just got bulletproof everything now. But yeah. I understand he's got bulletproof wing arrangements and can hide behind them. But Bucky's arm is a lot smaller than that. And there were like three or four times in this movie where – People are shooting at him with machine guns in open ground, and he's point blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand how that happens. Yeah, um, and so yeah, and I have no answers for you on that. Um, I'm the same way. Um, I will. I, let's get sort of into this plot a little bit. There is okay. So the main bad guy in this is Zemo. Who is apparently a you know a, a big Captain America villain? Now I don't I haven't I've never read the comics, but I've I have read that he is completely different from what Zemo is in the comics and everything. Um, his his plan in this movie is to get the get uh, Tony and Cap to fight, but I don't know how he originally starts to formulate this plan. I know that his family dies in the the big Sokovian thing that happens in the, you know, in the Avengers age of Ultron and all other stuff. So he's like, I want revenge. And like in a year, he's like already got Hydra stuff and all this other thing. You know, like, I I don't know how he gets all this like information in a year. I know that 
Here's another thing. In Winter Soldier, I know that Black Widow like downloads or like uploads all this uh, Hydra and Shield uh, stuff on the computer yeah. and everything. So like, so like that's where he finds a lot of this information and everything. But still, he tracks down like all these like Hydra handlers and all this other type of stuff. Which I guess these files have their known addresses or something on them. <laughs> I don't know. He goes through there and he like go, he goes through all these people and he's like, you know, I want answers to this. He finds the red book with the code uh, words that you know can. Uh, activate uh, Winter Soldier, which is almost the exact same like thing that you know they're <laughs> calming down Hulk with in, in Age of yeah. Ultron, um, yes. which is really you know uh, interesting to me. But uh, but like uh, so, he his plan is like I need to get these guys fighting, but he doesn't have like any real information on how that. Like he maybe he knows that Bucky did something back in the nineties and that maybe he can get it connected somehow and just happens. Oh yeah. Bucky killed Tony Stark's parents. <laughs> and, it was, and I was like, I was like, what an interesting find. I mean, you would, you had this whole plan. What were you going to do before then? And like, I don't know how he, like, it, like the whole, you know, the whole like Sokovian Accords and all this other type of stuff that that come up. That's not none of his doing. That's because they they screw up in an, yet another battle and kill a whole bunch of innocent people. So th so he just kind of like, you know, sort of leeches on to that whole Accords thing that Cap and Iron Man are already pissed off at each other about. So that didn't have anything much to do with what he's doing. And then, and then, but yeah, then he finds this, yeah, he finds this, uh, oh, there's evidence that Bucky, uh, killed Tony's parents. Um, the, uh, multi-camera multi-camera like how, how many people spotted the <laughs> accidental camera that was in the forest 27 when, different angles of yeah camera, how many, exactly how many how many i mean seriously was that was there a camera on his motorcycle <laughs> what was it what was going on with that how yeah. in the world did they find a tape like why would they why would they record that why would they keep it why would they do any of that that doesn't make any sense and like um so zemo's plan is to get them out to this siberian facility and like the the problem is is that he needs to he needs iron man to come out there he knows that captain america and bucky are coming along along with a trailing black panther um they they know that he knows that they're coming but iron man they don't he doesn't know that he's going to get the information he yeah. doesn't know it, he, somehow it, it, iron man has, has to first figure out that bucky didn't bomb the the thing in Vienna, the building in Vienna, and then say, oh, well, he's, he must be okay. And then uh, he has to go to Falcon and say, well, I know Bucky's okay. Where'd they go? I'm going to go in, in truce. And then Falcon just basically, does Falcon just say, hey, they're in Siberia? And he just goes to Siberia and finds them? Or does he have like the coordinates? I didn't, I didn't even see that. That yeah, part. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, but I think he, I think he just says, "Hey, he's in Siberia," and he flies. And <laughs> Captain America and Bucky are already in Siberia, and apparently wait around long enough that Iron Man can show up from wherever <laughs> he's at and and get there at the time that you know the big reveal happens and everything. And this is my main problem with this whole thing, though, because so they got the video of the of the his parents dying. Tony knows goddamn well yep, that yep. Bucky did not do that on purpose. Yep. He knows goddamn well. It is, there is a no complete character misstep for him to react the way he does. Oh, and this motherfucker knows who Spider-Man is, but he can't yeah. get that little uh little, you know, synapse in his brain to fire. 
about, oh, Bucky didn't have any control over his actions. I'm going to kill his parents. I mean, he killed my parents. I'm going to just start wailing on Captain America over it. You know, none of that makes any sense to me no, at not all. Not at all. And the villain is relying on too much chance was going to be my note because he right. didn't know that all these individuals are going to react in these complex situations and relationships the way that they do. Um, but it really frustrated me when Tony turned the way he did because he had already, he's the only character who had an arc in this whole film. And he just undoes it like that. Um, and he's, what, 50? I mean, <laughs> yeah. a old might do what he did in that situation. And so there's absolutely no way the villain's plan could have, could have or should have ever worked. And it's, it was really frustrating. But you want to talk about time and Tony getting there as fast as he did. How fucking fast did he build that Spider-Man suit? Because there's oh, yeah. a scene <laughs> where they say, you have 36 hours to bring me Captain America. Then he goes to meet Peter Parker and tells him, you need a new suit. Then they they fight at the airport and he's got a new suit. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that is the fastest construction of a superhero suit in the history of any movie ever. Like, not like he wasn't doing other shit during that time as well. Right. It's frustrating and to me. It's a timeline issues. If you're going to spell out how many hours he's got and repeat it and keep me aware of it, then don't throw something like that in the middle of it. And of course, we knew that Spider-Man, uh, the way that they were going to put him in, was going to feel tacked on. And it was, it was yeah. tacked on. Like but I enjoyed this. He was the, so great. He was great. And I don't have any problem with him being in the movie, but he is, he's just, I mean, that just, that whole scene with him showing up and everything, it's like, oh, well, Spider-Man showed up and then, oh, we don't need you anymore because we didn't, you know, that's the only place we could fit Well, you. and again, I think we talked about this on, either on the podcast or on one of my stupid videos I made about how, like, how is Spider-Man going to sway the battle? Like, I got to get this 15-year-old inexperienced kid who is been doing this for six months and still learning his powers on my side and that'll sway the battle. Yeah. And in a battle that has vision and... Scarlet Witch, looks like Scarlet Scarlet Witch, like goes from like not being able to control the explosion with crossbones. I don't understand how she didn't. Right. Then then she's able to completely incapacitate Vision, and this airport fight, she's throwing cars at people. Like right, right. Like, can I have some consistency here about what she's Gently. able to do? Like what the fuck? <laughs> well, speaking of that, does anybody know what to do with Vision? I don't though? think so. I'm not sure. I mean, he's, again, it's just like her. Well, he's completely and by the misused way, in this, right? And here's another thing. If Black Widow uploaded all this stuff about Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end of Winter Soldier and then Vision, who is like basically all computer and connected and whatever, you know, and all this, how did they not run across all this Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff that this, you know, that Zemo is, is running across and and sort of nipping it in the bud right yeah. off, you know, right off the bat. It leads to that next thing where Captain America apparently has this knowledge about the par his parents and everything. And he kept it from him because, again, yet again, in a Marvel movie, they kept this information from him because I, I needed to protect you. Yeah. And I'll never understand this, by the way, these I'm going to keep this super secret. Uh, thing that's important away from you because it's protecting you somehow. They did that in Ant-Man and and I remember seeing Evangeline Lilly going, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you're trying to protect me or whatever. No, it doesn't make sense. How does that make sense at all? <laughs> um, I, I, I've, I, I, oh my God. Speaking of Ant-Man though, how great was Paul Rudd in this movie? Oh, he was like, fantastic. I mean, 
he, my notes on the good side were Spider-Man, Black Panther, and Ant-Man all ruled. And the first two, uh, well, Spider-Man and Ant-Man were just hilarious. And uh, I legitimately laughed plenty at both of them. Um, And Paul Rudd, the ageless wonder, he's just funny in everything. I think he's playing Paul Rudd as (laughs) Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, and I and I loved Ant Man in this, but I did hate how he just you know they recruited him, and he's like, well, you know, I guess it's being on the wrong side of the law, no big deal. But like the whole plot of Ant Man is that he needs to get back to his daughter and have a relationship with his daughter, right, exactly. <laughs> and so like, and so they just come up and call him and say, hey, do you want to do some some really illegal shit that might you know prevent you from doing that again? Oh yeah, sure, that's no big deal. It's old hat. Well. Um, I mean, I've seen some debate, and especially the fanboys are going to have fun with this debate, but how can anyone be on Cap's side in this movie? Like, uh, is, is there any really, like, are you guys against me here? Am I wrong? Like, it's I, like that was the flimsiest logic ever. Well, what is, what is his, what is his, lo- his logic is basically that governments have agendas, uh, yeah, right? But... I mean, I'm just saying there's so much. But also, why do you only tell the Avengers about the Sokovia Accords three days before the UN's going to enact it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you explain that to me? I will say this. I was more on Cap's side. And maybe that's just because um, I, may, I understood what he was talking about. Um, the, 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 the fact is, is that Hydra infiltrated, sh- infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and that governments were infiltrated by Hydra. So... To you just said infiltrated like ice cube and twenty one drums. Did I? Um, <laughs> infiltrated. Infiltrated. Um, uh, so no, but th- that's th- that was his main thing was that if Hydra could get into Shield, then he they could they're in the government too, and that anything that they pass would be you know uh, could be Hydra uh, pro Hydra and that type of thing. Um, that's why, that's why I think he is on the side that he's on is that you can't really trust the government. They definitely could have. I I mean, get that sense at all. My sense was that he just didn't want to be told what to do. And it felt like it was just a really stubborn stance in the face of overwhelming evidence of innocent civilian deaths, which as a side note that contradicts what I'm saying right now, how come everybody forgets that, um, Sokovia was Ultron's fault? Yes. If you want to, if you want to blame the Avengers, you blame Tony for that because he created Ultron and Bruce, but you don't blame all the rest of the Avengers for that event, do you? No, no. no. That's the entire movie is based on a a, a mishap that was an evildoer's uh, plan. And they were, they actually avoided, they averted disaster of the entire planet by doing what they did. And, you know, it, it's not like that it was their fault that uh, the whole thing, you know, there was there was one country lost or that kind of thing. That wasn't them. That was all I agree. I agree. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here and and say that after the New York thing and uh, after just all the cities that just sort of got laid waste to with the Avengers, you know how like, uh, you know how a media media is going to like turn that and spin that. Right. I think there would be a lot of people who would say, yeah, they're causing a lot more damage than they actually ever, you know, whatever. No, I agree with you, but they internalize that. They actually believe that they caused all of yeah, this, they, this yeah, mayhem. They never once like just kind of sit back and say, you know what? That wasn't our fault. Well, Tony, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I don't 
see any more value in Tony's stance than I do Cap. So I want you to get that clear. I actually wrote down that both of their stances seem as crazy to me as Bruce Wayne deciding to murder Superman. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a lot T- of parallels Tony gets there. bitched out by one grieving mother and completely changes. And, yeah, and right. I just, I was like, what? You have been, I've, how many, six yeah. movies I've seen you in now where you do what you want, man. In Ultron, right. you did it twice. Um, yeah. But one person bitches you out and you, you turn into a bleeding heart. I don't know what the deal was there, but it felt that like was, they were just. It's a kid. It's the same thing as Bruce Wayne holding the kid with all the destruction yeah. around him and looking up in the sky. And it's the exact same thing when Tony puts his phone up there and he's like, oh, well, here's a young man that perished because of my, my heroics. one would go, so? <laughs> 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 but no, you know, I guess that was, I guess that was Tony's Jaws shark mom, uh, you know, this <laughs> is like, you know, yeah. should have closed the beaches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, and, uh, we, we have a, we have two movies here, Batman v Superman and Civil War, which have almost the exact same plot. Um, the, you know, it's, uh, it's the fact that all the destruction being caused by superheroes is being, um, sent up to a Senate hearings and all this other type of stuff. Uh, and, and, and when they try to come to the solution, there's a, there's a bombing that, that implicates somebody that didn't do it. And, uh, then they start fighting for stupid reasons and all that. Like there's a lot of parallels here. Like those two movies, I'm, <laughs> I would have been interesting to see if though they actually had the same release date. Uh, like they we're going to do a couple of years ago where nobody was flinching. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue here because I try not to really defend myself or argue much on Twitter or especially the YouTube comments, but I made a video like three years ago about Captain America 3 and Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. And it was um, at the time they were scheduled to come out on the same day. And the video basically argues if this goes through, Batman v Superman is going to beat the hell out of Cap 3 at the box office. Mm-hmm. It was strictly about box office, not film quality. Mm-hmm. I, went, I made a specific point about, you know, if Spider-Man were somehow going to be in this, that would change everything. Right. Uh, before Captain America 3 became Civil War, and we're going to shove a dozen other Marvel heroes you love into it. But I'm taking flack for being, quote unquote, really wrong in that video. And mm-hmm. it's very frustrating to me because... I made a prediction about a thing that never actually happened. So I can't. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I still think if they'd opened on the same exact day and they hadn't put Spider-Man in Cap 3, I still think I'm right. I still think Batman is more popular than any Marvel hero. Hmm. It would have been interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. It would have been really interesting to see. I mean, obviously, both would have cannibalized each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it would have it would have been somewhat disastrous to to both of them. But I mean, uh, it's it, just the the you know the want to see the world burn side of me wanted to see that you know those two movies go oh, against. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, um, you know, I mean, knowing what I know now about. You know, both movies, I wouldn't have said the same thing. And just even adding, well, making it Civil War would have probably changed my opinion a little bit. But anyway, I'm I'm really excited for the future of Spider-Man after this movie. That's the big takeaway for me. I don't know if you guys feel that way. And it's strange to say because we've had five Spider-Man movies in the last like 14 years. But he was so good. I think he's the yeah. best we've ever seen. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um and and just a, a huge bright spot in this movie. Yeah. Um uh and and an unknown too. That's another big thing that helps, I think. You know, somebody who not really many people know 
that well. And he's so, you know, youthful and, uh, and, and, uh, what is it? He's just very charismatic. You know, uh, in normal fights, there's not this much talking. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, your, you know, your shield completely disobeys the laws of physics, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of like fun stuff in this, but you know, like, you know, that was the main thing that just kept bothering me were action scenes and the weird plot and everything. Um, I will say also that, uh, this uh, Daniel Brule guy is great too. Oh yeah, he uh, is. Yeah, uh, he was in Glorious Bastards, and he was in um, Rush, the uh, the Nicky Lauda character in Rush. Um, he's just great. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him in more movies too. Yeah, and honestly, I could not understand what he said in that last scene when whoever it is visits him. In, I think it's Cap visits him in the prison. Like I didn't know what he said, but I got the impression he's going to be back. Well, am I wrong? Oh right? yeah. Yeah, you would think you would think he would be, especially with a a, a character um, that uh, you know Captain America fans really love, the Zemo character, which apparently becomes something else later on. Um, okay. So, well, they're putting all their a lot of eggs in uh, Black Panther's basket too. You know, with the development, he arguably had the most development, I guess, right. uh, the the whole movie. And uh, Chadwick Boseman was fantastic. Oh, yeah, he was. And, yeah, they dedicated the post-credit scene to him. And, you know, I thought that was kind of a throwaway. I thought that was a, a little silly just to show the the Black Panther in the, the mountains of Uganda or wherever it was, but or Wakanda. Uh, but, yeah, they, it seems like they're really pushing that one hard. after that? There was another one. Yeah, I left after that. Uh, they actually turned the lights up in the theater, and I figured oh, it was it was over. The, the very ending uh, credit scene is – uh, Spider-Man in his bed and he's got something from he's got some gadget from Tony that, you know, he shines it up on the ceiling and it's this big, huge like Spider-Man head thing, um, some sort of gadget. Uh, do you know what that gadget is, Jeremy? No, no idea. And uh, I, I don't know if anybody does. I don't know if that's like from the comics or anything. I think it's just mm. more of I mean, I, I, it's pretty obvious we're going to see a heavy mentoring from Tony, you know, he's going to be in the Spider-Man standalone film. Uh, I don't know how they could do it without him at this point, the way they've set the character up. Um, but I think he has in the comics definitely made some gear and tech. In fact, I think the, the civil war arc in the comics, which nobody really seems to like, um, he makes a special Spider-Man iron Spider-Man suit for Spider-Man as a thing mm. or something. Um, but I don't know what that was. It looked like Tony's work for sure though. By the way, was there was there any good reason why Tony Stark knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man? Yeah, you know, they was, just kind of wave it away as intuition, didn't they? Well, he just he shows a uh, like a YouTube video or something and and, yeah. and it's like, "You see this? That's you, right?" And like, "How do you know?" Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I honestly I hate that I'm the guy saying this, uh, but I kind of found the multiple references to Aunt May being hot a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know but it's Marissa Tomei, Jeremy. I understand that, but is that an Oscar winner, Jerry? <laughs> I mean, that's not something that that's a little skeezy, even for Tony. I thought no, it was it was it really was it it, it actually <laughs> made me a little uncomfortable as well. I'm like sitting there going, okay, she's okay, she's attractive. We we've got that down. We know we <laughs> understand. It looks like we're gonna get to avoid the third death of Uncle Ben. Oh yeah, Sweet. thank God, he's out of the picture. Fuck oh, that yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> <Come on. laughs> um what else do we need to say about this movie uh, d- well i mean i was sitting there the whole time thinking you know maybe it's just me like and obviously you guys probably feel the same way none of us really liked winter soldier um none of us are super high on 
And this this has gotten reviews from professionals as well as fans like it's the best Marvel movie ever. And if yeah. that's the case, they're going to keep doing more like it. And I just think I just need to make peace with the fact that I'm, it's not my bag and I'm never going to dig it the way other people do. But it just – it looks pretty, um, but it doesn't have any of the emotional weight it pretends to have. I just – I feel like – I don't know. I just feel like there's there's some sort of <sighs> – this is, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to say this because it, it's, it sounds condescending. Um, but it feels like there's this, this positive wave that everybody just kind of latches onto. And it's like the first few reviews come out and everybody's like, this is great. So then you have critics, actual critics who come out and then they start saying, well, who am I to hate this? And they start ignoring things that are really bad about a movie and uh latch on to that positivity yeah and everything um I, I, it's the only thing that i can really i i don't understand it because i i feel like if this movie came out in the 90s you would get a bunch of people saying well you know it's all right it'd probably be about a 60 70 percent on rotten tomatoes like if it had came out in the 90s you know um it's just that people maybe this is what they're going for but maybe people have just seen so much of these characters they feel more invested than they truly are. I don't know. I mean, to me, it just, it, it, there are no stakes. Nothing's, nothing's real. I mean, I know it's a movie, obviously, but I just, I, at least with Dark Knight, I felt like there were highs and lows that were earned. Um, whereas here we just have Tony and, 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 uh, Cap arguing about a friendship that I didn't think ever existed. I thought they always hated each other and they only got along because they had to. And, and here we're supposed to like, he gets this letter at the end and it's like, it feels like, you know, we've been <laughs> friends for so long and now we're going separate ways or whatever. I'm like, no, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just the whole why, and, you know, this comes back to what you were talking about, like with Captain America's sort of side in this and everything. It just seems like they just kind of be, they're just kind of like, well, uh, I'm going to pick this side and you're going to pick that one and let's go. Yeah. Um, there's not really, I know that there's been a bunch of movies before this where there's been like some, some, a little bit of talk about this type of thing. Uh, but not so much that it's like, Oh, I know where cap, I know what side cap would pick in this instance. If right. something like that were to happen, could you know oh, that seems totally right for his character? Could you not go back, rewrite it, swap their choices and, and have the same basic effect. Right. It feels like it. Yeah, that's the thing. It yeah. feels like you could switch their choices and it wouldn't be any difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't sound like we liked it very much, guys. I don't I don't know if it's going to be a very popular <laughs> podcast. It it probably won't be, but um what what I mean, what are we going to do? We're going to like I said, I do believe that there are sometimes critics who just come out and say, well, I don't want to be unpopular. So here's a great review of this movie. Well, it's it's like as good as being swayed by the home crowd. It happens. Yeah. And I feel like that's happening here. And I felt like it happened with Jungle Book, quite honestly, another movie that really feels like it got way too much lavish praise. Um, I just... I just don't, I mean, I like, yeah, like, like you said, maybe these movies have just passed us by and we're just going to have to deal with it and, uh, and whatever, like the things that we're coming up with that we feel are negatives are not negatives to others. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the beauty of film, right? Like I love when, I kind of love when a movie like this comes along just cause it makes me re-examine what I like about movies and what I dislike. Um, so 
Yeah. Anyway, I don't really have anything else to say about this movie, except no one died, for real. Right. No one died. <laughs> right. And do we have to have 400 cuts in an action scene, for real? For real, do we have to do that? Barrett, do you have anything else to add? I feel like I just watched a bunch of people punch their feelings. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. You know. did, you, uh, I, did you guys see the trailer on yours for Kubo in the Two String? No. Do what? Okay. It's this animated movie, and like it starts out with this not real looking talking monkey saying mystical things. And I was like, what the hell is this? Cause it came right after that stupid secret life of pets trailer that I saw, which looks. <laughs> and um, by the time the trailer was over, I was like, that looks awesome. Like I really want to see it. You should check it out. Um, okay. It looks like it's got some magical guitar playing generational inherited. I don't know, uh, Southern Mexico or Central America, ancient. I don't know. I'm really not doing a good job of selling it. The trailer would do it much better. I, don't, I will I will have to take a look at this trailer. Um, so I think uh, overall, like, I don't think we hated this movie. No. I don't think anybody hates it. I don't think anybody nah. loves it. It's just like, it's, to me, I feel like I know what this could be. This could be made for me and it would still be made for the other people. Yeah. That's my that's my number one qualm. Yeah. If they could have just made it for me too, everybody else would have gotten their Iron Man, their Captain America, their Spider-Man, their Black Panther. They would have gotten all that stuff. And then still everybody would have been happy with yeah. it. And, uh, and that's why I think ultimately that's why I'm upset m- mostly about this movie. Well, and it's um, easy... When you do come out underwhelmed, it's easier to to say more things negative than positive. I I liked this more than Winter Soldier. The problem is, I publicly stated I didn't really like Winter Soldier, so that's not really very high praise. (laughs) Um, I'd put it probably about where I felt about Age of Ultron. Yeah, well, and this is and this is also you know we've already said it already already said it before, but it's way better than Batman v Superman. I think just based on the fact that this is. A little bit funnier, you know, there's a little bit m- more enjoyable as far as dialogue is concerned and yeah. uh, things like that. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I just think ultimately this is something that, that could be way better and nobody cares. So yeah, Because they're raking in the dollars on one side and, and the fans, uh, hardcore fans seem to be more than pleased. So uh, they should keep doing it if they have any business sense. Yeah. So anyway, their splash page. <laughs> yeah, get their splash page. Uh, that's that's what we thought of Captain America: Civil War. You can go to SoundCloud and tell us how incredibly wrong we are about why you suck. Yeah, exactly. Just tell us how much we suck, you and suck you know what? Uh, we already know. We already know. But if you want to, like, just get it off your chest, you know, you know, like in uh, in Kill Bill, where Uma Thurman's telling the little girl, you know. Yeah, 10 years down the road, you still feel raw about it? You know where to get me. And um, <laughs> on SoundCloud. That's right. On SoundCloud. You can cut us with, uh, you know, cut us with samurai swords through SoundCloud. Um, oh, your pithy comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's our mini pod for Captain America Civil mini War. <laughs> we will uh, go to our regular broadcasting next. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.
so civil about war anyway. 